Hey there, welcome to day three of the 40-day spiritual journey. Today's title is What Drives Your Life? Our scripture is out of Ecclesiastic 4.4. I observe that basic motive for success is the driving force of envy and jealousy. Everyone's life is driven by something. Most dictionaries define the verb drive as to guide, to control, or to direct. Whether you are driving a car, a nail, or a golf ball, you are guiding, controlling, and directing it at that moment. What is the driving force in your life? Right now, you may be driven by a problem, a pressure, or a deadline. You may be driven by a painful memory, a haunting fear, or an unconscious belief. There are hundreds of circumstances, values, and emotions that can drive your life. Here are five of the most common ones. Number one, many people are driven by guilt. They spend their entire lives running from regrets and hiding their shame. Guilt-driven people are manipulated by memories. They allow their past to control their future. They often unconsciously punish themselves by sabotaging their success. When Cain sinned, his guilt disconnected him from God's presence. And God said, you will be a restless wanderer on the earth. That describes most people today, wandering through life without a purpose. We are products of our past, but we don't have to be prisoners of it as well. God's purpose is not limited by our past. He turned a murderer named Moses into a leader and a coward named Gideon into a courageous hero. And he can do amazing things with the rest of your life too. God specializes in giving people a fresh start. The Bible says, What happiness for those who guilt has been forgiven. What relief for those who have confessed their sins and God has cleared their record. Number two, many people are driven by resentment and anger. They hold on to hurts and never get over them. Instead of releasing their pain through forgiveness, they rehearse it over and over in their heads and their minds and their perspectives. Some resentment-driven people clam up and internalize their anger, while others blow up and explode it and onto others. Both responses are unhealthy and unhelpful. Resentment always hurts you more than it does the person you resent. While your offender has probably forgotten the offense and gone on with their life, you continue to stew in your pain, perpetuating the past. Listen. Those who have hurt you in the past cannot continue to hurt you now unless you hold on to the pain through resentment. Your past is your past. Nothing will change it. You are only hurting yourself with your bitterness. For your own sake, learn from it and then let it go. The Bible says to worry yourself to death with resentment would be a foolish and senseless thing to do. Many people are driven by fear. Their fear may be a result of a traumatic experience, unrealistic expectations, growing up in high-controlled homes, or even genetic predisposition. Regardless of the cause, fear-driven people often miss great opportunities because they're afraid to venture out. Instead, they play it safe, avoiding risk and trying to maintain the status quo.
Fear is a self-imposed prison that will keep you from becoming what God intends for you to be. You must move against it with the weapons of faith and love. The Bible says, well-formed love banishes fear. Since fear is crippling, a fearful life, fear of death, and fear of judgment is one not yet fully formed in love. Many people are driven by materialism. Their desire to acquire becomes the whole goal of their lives. This drives it to always want more is based on the misconception that having more will make me more happy, more important, or more secure. Because things do not change, we eventually become bored with them and then want newer, bigger, better visions. It's also a myth that if I get more, I will be more important. Self-worth and net worth are not the same. Your value is not determined by your valuables. And God says the most valuable things in life are not things. The common myth about money is that having more will make me more secure. It won't. Wealth can be lost instantly through a variety of uncontrollable factors. Real security can only be found in that which can never be taken from you, your relationship with God. Many people are driven by the need for approval. They allow the expectations of parents or spouses or children or teachers or friends to control their lives. Many adults are still trying to earn the approval of unpleased parents. Others have driven or been driven by peer pressure, always worried by what others might think. Unfortunately, those who follow the crowd usually get lost in it. I don't know all the keys to success, but one key to failure is to try to please everyone. Being controlled by the opinions of others is a guaranteed way to miss God's purposes for your life. Jesus said, no one can serve two masters. There are other forces that can drive your life, but all lead to the same dead end. Unused potential, unnecessary stress, and an unfulfilled life. The 40-day journey will show you how to live a purpose-driven life, a life guided, controlled, and directed by God's purposes. Nothing matters more than knowing God's purpose for your life, and nothing can compensate for not knowing them. Not success, wealth, fame, or pleasure. Without a purpose, life is motion without meaning, activity without direction, and events without reasons. Without a purpose, life is trivial, petty, and pointless. The benefits of a purpose-driven life. There are five great benefits of living a purpose-driven life. Knowing your purpose gives meaning to your life. We were made to have meaning. This is why people try dubious methods like astrology or psychics to discover it. When life has meaning, you can bear almost anything. Without it, nothing is bearable. A young man in his 20s wrote, I feel like a failure because I'm struggling to become something I don't even know what it is. All I know how to do is get by. Someday if I discover my purpose, I feel I'm beginning to live. Without God, life has no purpose, and without perfect purpose, life has no meaning. Without meaning, life has no significance or hope. In the Bible, many different people express their hopelessness. Isaiah complained, I have labored to no purpose. I have spent my strength in vain and for nothing. 
Job said, my life drags by day after hopeless day and I give up. I'm tired of living. Leave me alone. My life makes no sense. The greatest tragedy is not death, but life without purpose. Hope is as essential to your life as air and water. You need hope to cope. Dr. Bernie Siegel found found he could predict which of his cancer patients would go into remission by asking, do you want to live to be 100? Those with deep sense of life purpose answered yes and were the ones most likely to survive. Hope comes from having a purpose. If you have felt hopeless, hold on. Wonderful changes are going to happen in your life as you begin to live it on purpose. God says, I know what I am planning for you. I have good plans for you, not plans to hurt you. I will give you hope and a good future. You may feel you are facing an impossible situation, but the Bible says God is able to do far than we would ever dare to ask or even dream of infinitely beyond our highest prayers, desires, and thoughts or hopes. Knowing your purpose simplifies life. It it defines what you do and what you don't do. Your purpose becomes the standard you use to evaluate which activities are essential and which aren't. You simply ask, does this activity help me fulfill one of God's purposes for my life? Without a clear purpose, you have no foundation on which you base decisions, allocate your time, or use your resources. You will tend to make choices based on circumstances, pressures, and your mood at the moment. People who don't have their purpose to try to do much, and that causes stress, fatigue, and conflict. It is impossible to do everything people want you to do. You have just enough time to do God's will. If you can't get it all done, it means you're trying to do more than God intended for you to do, or possibly that you're watching too much television. Purpose-driven living leads to simpler lifestyles and a saner schedule. The Bible says a pretentious, showy life is as, as empty as life can be. A plain and simple life is a full life. It also leads to peace of mind. You, Lord, give perfect peace to those who keep their purpose firm and put their trust in you. Knowing your purpose focuses your life. It concentrates your effort and energy on what's important. You become effective by being selective. In human nature, to get distracted by minor issues, we just simply put them before us. We play trivial pursuit with our lives. Henry David Theor observed that people live lives of quiet desperation that people live lives of quiet desperation but today a better description is aimless distraction many people are like spinning tops spinning around at a frantic pace but never going anywhere without a clear purpose you will keep changing directions jobs relationships churches or even externals hoping each change will settle the confusion or fill the emptiness in your heart. You think maybe this time it will be different, but it doesn't solve your real problem, a lack of focus and purpose. 
The Bible says don't live careless, unthinkingly. Make sure you understand what the master wants. The power of focusing can be seen in light. Diffused light has little power or impact, but you can concentrate its energy by focusing it. When a magnifying glass, with a magnifying glass, the rays of the sun can be focused to set grass or paper on fire. When light is focused even more as a laser beam, it can cut through steel. There is nothing quite as potent as focused life. One lived on purpose. The men and women who have made the greatest difference in history were the most focused. For instance, the Apostle Paul almost single-handedly spread Christianity throughout the Roman Empire. His secret was a focused life. He said, I am focusing all my energies on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. If you want your life to have impact, focus it. Stop dabbling. Stop trying to do it all. Do less. Prune away even good activities and do only that which matters most. Never confuse activity with productivity. You can be busy without a purpose, but what's the point? Paul said, let's keep focus on the goal. Those of us who want everything God has for us. Knowing your purpose motivates your life. Purpose always produces passion. Nothing energizes like a clear purpose. On the other hand, passion dissipates when you lack a purpose. Just getting out of bed becomes a major chore. It is usually meaningless work, not overwork, that wears you down, snaps your strength, or robs your joy. George Bernard Shaw wrote, This is the true joy of my life, the beginning used up for a purpose recognized by yourself as mighty one, being a force of nature instead of a feverish, selfish, little clot of ailments or grievances, complaining that the world will not devote itself to making you happy. Knowing your purpose prepares you for eternity. Many people spend their lives trying to create a lasting legacy on earth. They want to be remembered when they're gone. Yet, what ultimately matters most will not be what others say about their life, but what God says. What people fail to realize is that All achievements are eventually surpassed, records are broken, reputations fade, and tributes are forgotten. In college, James Dumpson's goal was to become the school's tennis champion. He felt proud when his trophy was prominently placed in the school's trophy cabinet. Years later, someone mailed him that trophy. They had found it in the trash can when the school was remodeled. Jim said, Giving enough time, all your trophies will be trashed by someone else. Living to create an earthly legacy is a short-sighted goal. A wiser use of time is to build an eternal legacy. You weren't put on earth to be remembered. You were put here to prepare for eternity. One day you will stand before God and he will do an audit of your life, a final exam, before you enter eternity. The Bible says, remember, each of us will stand personally before the judgment seat of God. Yes, each of us will have to give a personal account to God. Fortunately, God wants us to pass this test. He has given us the questions in advance. From Bible 
we can summarize that God will ask us two crucial questions. First, what did you do with my son Jesus Christ? God won't ask about your religious background or doctoral views. The only thing that will matter is did you accept what Jesus did for you? And did you learn to love and trust him? Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. One who comes to the Father, no one can come to the Father except through me. Second, what did you do with what I gave you? What did you do with your life? All the gifts, talents, opportunities, energy, relationships, and resources God gave you. Did you spend them on yourself or did you use them for the purpose of God made for you? Preparing, you, preparing yourself for these two questions is the goal of this book. The first question will determine where you spend eternity. The second question will determine what you will do in eternity. By the end of this book and this journey, you will be ready to answer both questions. Hey there, that was pretty long, but pretty good. I love the breakdown. I love how it really just makes you think about your life choices and really helps you to change your perspective. I hope that that chapter helped you. So we're on day three, thinking about my purpose. So the point to ponder was living on purpose is the path to peace. So if you've been restless or haven't had peace, This is now the day for you to know that in order to get peace, you must live on purpose. Our verse to remember is Isaiah 26 and 3. You, Lord, give perfect peace to those who keep their purpose firm and put their trust in you. Our question to ponder for day three, what would my family and friends say if the driving force of my is the driving force of my life? What do I want it to be? I pray that this blessed you today, and I can't wait to see what we jump into tomorrow. Bye now.